Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast and the beginning of our Kelly rewatch, uh, because we completely missed her at the first go around, we are going to record an audio commentary for the season one episode of Supergirl titled How Does She Do It? This episode is the first time Carly Nikonen appears on the series, and according to IMDb.com, she is listed as an unnamed editor. So if you want to participate with us in our Kelly rewatch so that we can rediscover Kelly's arc for ourselves, because the, the whole joke of it is, and the reason that we are so concerned about Kelly is that we sort of missed her in Myriad, and that was the first time that we had really kind of caught that she was involved in the show. But it turns out she was there for, for a long time. <laughs> uh, so this was uh, one of the earlier episodes of season one, so uh, so Kelly had been around, and we completely missed her. So we are doing a Kelly rewatch so that we can get the full arc and fully understand where Kelly goes from point A to point B uh, to her (laughs) her untimely demise. I was going to say, is is point B her being dead? (laughs) Yes, point point B is the point where um, we all, you know, hashtag R.I.P. Kelly. Uh, so that that is unfortunate, uh, but this this is our chance to revel in Kelly's uh, Kelly being alive and being active in Catco. Uh, so I, I am personally very excited about this, and it'll be fun uh, to actually watch Supergirl with uh, with you, Carly and Morgan, um, because we have not actually in terms of what I mean in terms of live tweeting. We do sort of watch it together in that respect. But this is when we're actually going to get to watch the show together um, this way. So this will be really fun. And this is the first of uh, four audio commentaries that we will be doing because Kelly was in four episodes. And uh, unbeknownst to, to us until later. Uh, so <laughs> if, uh, if listeners would like to kind of watch along with us, uh, I think the best way to do it is uh, I'll do a three, two, one play countdown and so we'll start the episode on the word play so is everybody ready to go we're all queued up full disclosure i'm funnier on twitter to say (laughs) (laughs) well this should be uh pretty fun all right so i'm ready though (laughs) all right if if everybody's ready uh we'll do three two one and play
we didn't get that intro. I'm used to that. I'm used to that voiceover when I was a child. Yeah, there's no pre- previously right on. Action. Yeah, it jumps right into yeah. the cold open. I, I'm used to being like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> right. My cousin grew up and became Superman. Well, <laughs> yeah, back in season one, we didn't see him. We just uh, saw him in uh, instant messaging, mostly. Which I think that just happened right before this episode. I just realized that Kara and like John Jones are not like best buddies in this episode because this is pretty early on in the season. That's yeah, true. I was like, I was, I was like, why are you being mean to Space Dad? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is before the uh, big Martian Manhunter reveal, so they definitely have a different this is like dynamic. Martian Manhunter. This is like pre-baby gay Alex. This is like. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the gag of they 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 do the wind machine with the papers blowing to make it look like Kara just rushed in with her speed. <laughs> I like that's a clever it's a clever little little thing that they just use where they they blow the papers around and then they cut to Kara just walking in like oh I'm here <laughs> and of course nobody in the office notices it. I I, I guess maybe she's going so fast like no they're just all cool see. with it yeah it's just totally normal. Cat Gran, I miss you so much. Oh, Cat Gran in her office before Jimmy started sleeping under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> before before James like defiled her office with his workout equipment. Morgan, to be fair, how do you know he's not under that desk right now? He could be. He could be under there. She might <laughs> not know great. it. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> He just like while they're having this scene, he just crawls out of it, and you see him like like crawl around the corner. That might that might have been what he did at work all the time, would to go under the desk and just spy in <laughs> on their conversations. He knows all about Cat Grant's problems because he's been under that desk. I just noticed that they mentioned that Cat Cat won the Siegel Award, which is kind of funny. The little nod to one of the creators of Superman, right? Yeah, Jerry Siegel. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Jerry Siegel, and apparently this is the first year that she beat Lois Lane for the award. That's what Kara just said. Yep, yep. The rivalry is ongoing. (laughs) Yeah, and I think this is the first time that we might get a mention of Cat Grant's mother. I think this is the first time uh, there's mention of that because she is on the phone with her. So we get to mm-hmm. hear more about her. Oh, her son, her first son that we know of. I really miss having Cat on the show. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely it feels like a different show when she's on. And I kind of miss the the Kara cat interactions, even though Kara is her assistant. It was still kind of a fun dynamic. The Kara had to do whatever cat told Lucy her to Lane. do. Lucy <laughs> Lane. Yeah, I sort of miss Lucy too. 
She she was a pretty good character in season one. And this is the Lucy James dynamic that we're seeing now. The the one of many love triangles in season one. <laughs> yeah, season one was way too reliant on love triangles. I will say that I'm I'm happy that they kind of got away from from that they were like well they, what do, what do people like they like love triangles what if we just made five of them in the first season <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> lucy lane blast from the past <laughs> lucy come visit we miss you i actually kind of like her yeah, I did too. I liked at the end of the first season when she like kind of took over the DEO. Carson, they're sorry. I just saw Carson <laughs> in the background like a creeper, <laughs> like like just creepy. Like, oh, couldn't help but over here <laughs> <laughs> because I was standing there waiting for your conversation to finish. <laughs> and she didn't even have to use super hearing because she was so close. No, she used regular <laughs> because she because she was just using her stalker powers. <laughs> Remember when Kara liked Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> this feels so long ago. It was a long time ago. Right? She had she had such a little crush on him. We don't get to see X-ray vision much anymore, I feel like. I was just going to say they got they got they need to have her using that again cuz that I feel like that's a pretty easy effect to do. Yeah, it was. It's probably this. Maybe not so much. It's like burning building. This is actually one of my favorite sequences because I think she uses most of her abilities in this one. This one rescue girl, you're so strong. I love you. Yeah, she she flies. She uses her uh, heat vision. She X-rays to see the building. She uses her super breath to put out the fire. That's a that's a great Supergirl sequence. Old Supergirl titles too. Mm-hmm. Blast from the past. Do they still keep? <laughs> not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Do they John s- Jones. He's like, no, nope, no, man. He didn't break a sweat. <laughs> and what you say? Well, I was just I was curious because um, they showed the like in season one they would show like in behind Supergirl like sometimes you would see the pod in the DEO and I don't think they show that anymore because they're in a different DEO set of course now in season two. Um, yeah, but you don't see the pod anymore. Yeah, there's the yeah there's the pod. The pod. Oh, Maxwell Lord. He he just sort of shuffled off the show without <laughs> without any fanfare, and he caused a lot of uh, a lot of not chaos, but he was he was prevalent on a lot of episodes in season one. So it's kind of weird that they don't talk about him anymore. Maybe he moved. Maybe he was like, "I'm tired of National City. I'm tired of fixing all their problems. Yeah, I'm getting out of here." <laughs> I like that, like, the last thing that we saw of him was, like, like he was working on some, like, secret government, like, 
agency thing. And then, like, I guess we just should have just assumed that he's busy doing that. Yeah, he was uh, doing something with General Lane. So that that seemed uh, like bad, yeah. bad news. I would like a follow up to that. Maybe maybe one day they'll they'll be like, oh, you know, whatever happened with that. Maybe it'll be like Jeremiah. <laughs> like it'll just come <laughs> up like three seasons three seasons from now they'll remember it briefly and then forget again. You, she just said you spent more time in the friend zone than the phantom zone. Uh, harsh, Alex. Jeez, Alex. And then she got out of the friend zone, and then she she ditched whatever whatever the the defining the relationship was with James. She got out of that quickly. I like that. I've always she's liked, not a very good babysitter either. <laughs> she, completely forgot. She's not, and that's kind of the whole purpose of this episode is to figure out if she can balance it all. I've always liked that Cat Grant even like knew how to pick up Carter, like with all the the rules that kind of were involved with picking him up. Because I imagine Cat had to go pick him up, so I thought that was cool. It's a way to kind of bring her down to earth. Where did Carter get that change of clothes? Did he just were they just hidden behind the bush? Um, some people. So some people. I like think to. It's... I like to imagine that she's left changes of clothes in, in bushes, <laughs> just <laughs> all, all around the city. city. <laughs> well, in the in the comics, uh, Superman and Supergirl do have like things in their cape, like these com- compressed uh, compartments where they can put clothes. Um, so that had to be pointed mm-hmm. out to me because I didn't know that. Um, so that's where some people think that comes from, but. I don't know. They never they never explain it, so it could be any number of explanations. I like to imagine that, like every now and then, like her like her change of clothes just falls out of a random tree <laughs> in, in National City, and somebody's like, "Is that a is that a dress in a sensible cardigan? <laughs> what?" Uh. Oh, I like I like that Carter was like, my mom said it's okay to be a nerd. I'm like, Cat Grant. She did seem Cat like Grant a good pro mom. nerd. She seemed like a good mom, to, in my opinion, until she went in the yurt for a year. And like, I don't know. Did you talk to your sons? <laughs> so she she seemed like a good mom up until then. Maybe she did. Maybe she FaceTimed with him. The, the show, the show forgot. What, was, was Carter in the yurt with her? <laughs> like... The show basically forgot that she had children when they brought her back. Like, they yep. forget, they did, she didn't mention the fact that she had, had either kid. Well, then, then I will assume that both her sons were with her in the yard, or at least, at least Carter for sure. Probably her, probably not her adult child, but yeah, he, he yeah, he probably, I don't know if he's going to sign up for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, the train episode. I forgot about that. Mm. Have we spotted Kelly yet? No, no Kelly appearance just yet. Okay, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss her. <laughs> no, I think we're all on high alert. Kelly, watch. Well, 
I do like this actor who plays Carter. I think I think he did a pretty good job. He has some crush on I like her. I like her fishing for compliments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> baby Win too. He, this was back when he had a crush on Kara too. Right, right. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> He's like, I know her. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, this is still early on in, in him having to cover for her, trying to figure out how to say it. <laughs> oh, my God. Why is James so again? angry at the stapler? <laughs> James trying to ruin Kat's office. It started early. <laughs> like, he, like, trying to break her stapler, taking all their stuff off her desk. I'm she surprised they coming. <laughs> she put him in charge. She put him in charge starting back in episode five. That's actually pretty early yeah i think he he, he does a, a fairly good job but like once he gets the full-time position that's when he really drops the ball but when he's just covering for her he seems to do okay it's well, nice you tell him cara what yeah it's nice to see her stick up for herself be, be professional. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, it's one of those things where I feel like in real life, like, you wouldn't want to hear the guy that you're into, like, just talks talk about his ex all the time. Be like, I'd be like, I don't really want it. Like, we don't need to talk about that. It's fine. Alex, you're so pretty. I'm loving Alex's, like, men in black power suit here. She looks like, <laughs> like a young Scully. <laughs> Remember when Maxwell Lord like tried to flirt with her a lot. And it's kind of funny because I think the show at one point toyed with putting them in a relationship. And then they probably realized that Peter Fascinelli wasn't going to be on the show. And then they were like, um, yeah, it makes more sense to not have her date him. Yeah, I'm confused about that because it sounded like in interviews that they had done before season two came out that they had always intended for Alex to be gay. And I was like, well, well what about that flirting with Maxwell Lord in season one? Because they did seem, they did try to like play that up. Even at the end of the season when they all think they're going to die from the, the uh, you know, the myriad stuff. She so uh, one of them grabs for the other one's hand, and I thought I thought they were going to lead into that for season two, and then it didn't happen. So it is kind of interesting to like think about when when did that all come into play? I mean, it always seemed like he was more into her than she was into him. Well, that's probably true. But maybe yeah, that's, that was Peter Fascinelli, like. I think he played it that way on purpose, that he was just like blatantly hitting on Alex all the time. <laughs> well, and he, he did, you know, Maxwell Lord sometimes came across as kind of a sleaze bag anyway. So he might've flirted with anybody. But he did seem to have respect for her. He would always call her agent Danvers. Um, so it did seem like he respected her position.
Carter, stop being a superhero group, baby. <laughs> I know. He's like, he knows Superman, right? He's like trying to hang out with all the superheroes. I mean, look, I get it. If I knew somebody that knew a superhero, I would probably try to get them to get, get me an in too. But, but do you, do you really want to, insane. do you really want to hang out with them though? Cause usually when Superman and Supergirl are around, that means something terrible has happened. I don't know. Part of me wishes I, I could know. hang out with them. And then part of the, part of me is like, but disaster always happens when they're around. So I don't know. You probably have a good story. It, true, true. Either either way, you get a good story, like a good out, of story out of it. And it definitely, like, I feel like it definitely helps to be their friend, uh, as the Kelly debacle <laughs> would show, would display. That is very. <laughs> she only had enough arms for like two of them, and, and she was like, and she was like, well, I mean, I don't want to be mean, Kelly, but they are my besties. <laughs> yeah, and the two people she did so. save were her best friends. <laughs> She going into space? Throwing the oh. bomb. She really left okay. that to like literally the last second. Oh dang, girl, don't hurt yourself. Oh no. Super gun no. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. This is when uh, she first kind of clutches uh Catches a glimpse of Martian Manhunter with his eyes. Oh, yeah, snap. So she doesn't know that he's ah. Martian Manhunter yet. She doesn't know he's Space Dad. But can she really trust That's that? That's why though? they have such a weird relationship right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she could have been hallucinating that. Do we know for sure that those are his real eyes? I think Alex knows at this point, but Kara doesn't. Because I'm pretty sure he reveals it to Alex fairly early on in the show. She she does find out, but I don't want to say it was like episode seven or eight. I want to say it was later on. Really? I thought it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a little later in the in this in the first season that we find well, out about. Well, she finds him. out first. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, Alex finds out first, but I think like. When we like, we as the audience find out like what's going on with him, like why his eyes are all red and stuff. Because before it was kind of like it seemed like he was like maybe cyborg Superman or he could have been sort of villain, and then it was like dun dun dun. No, he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm curious. I'm going to go back and look up what episode that was. There are too many monitors in that room. It would like make me nauseous. I think in Cat's office. Cat's office. It would be hard to yeah. Just too many monitors. I'm like, how how do you play video games on that many monitors? I I think gameplay would be hard. It's human for a day. Yeah, so that would have been later on, a couple episodes. Yeah, I think I would be okay watching the news. On Cat's monitor, but like playing a video game, that that would be hard to focus up on her wall of monitors. So they, I just read Human for a Day is the episode that he reveals that he's Martian Manhunter. So two episodes from now. That makes sense. 
Do you guys miss Noonan's, this little cafe that they always went to? I do a little bit. I I, do. I honestly cute. completely forgot about it, but it is it was cute. They had a, a very like it's a very a very LA vibe to, to most of the season actually. Yeah, it's a a a, a, re- a really distinct contrast between this and the unnamed alien bar. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bit of a difference. <laughs> maybe a first little, of all, it has bit. a name. <laughs> it does. It has a name. Noonan's is the name of this place. It's even on the the bags, the takeout bags that Kara has. You never see anybody take anything out of the unnamed alien bar, but I guess most people go for drinks. So maybe you don't take any food with you. Like, does the unnamed alien bar serve food? Do you think they serve like bar food? I would, Probably. I would imagine <laughs> so, but I don't know that we've ever seen anybody eat anything. But Noonan's, they were all I the time. I feel like these are the, the hard-hitting questions. These are, <laughs> these are important questions. Somebody should be asking them. But like at Noonan's, I think we've seen Cara mm-hmm. like eat donuts there or eat breakfast. Like they, they serve food. She always gets coffee for Kat. Meanwhile, she's like, why is everyone coming to me to talk about their relationship problems? I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> yeah, even even Lucy's. Poor Cara. She's like, I, I guess I've got one of those faces. <laughs> <laughs> Except not a face that you can recognize with, with my glasses off. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we got some backstory about Maxwell Lord's parents. Kind of why he is the way he is. I'd forgotten about that. Why is he like getting dressed in front of her? Oh, little, he's buttoning his vest. A little awkward. It is. I feel like I it took him three hours to put on that watch, too. <laughs> I thought he was buttoning his shirt, and then I realized it was a vest, and I was like, oh, I guess that's a little better. It's still a little weird, though, because what if they've been talking a long time? Maybe that was just the end of him getting dressed. Maybe there was a whole sequence before that where he was putting on his shirt. You don't, <laughs> you don't know. How long has Alex been there? In the beginning of the, in the, beginning of the scene, he's, like, putting on his pants. <laughs> Alex <laughs> is like, my God, please. <laughs> Maybe they just What's cut it happening? down. <laughs> yeah. But she needs They're answers. Like, you, fo- you fully changed in front of me. <laughs> Okay, and now I have more questions now that I'm revisiting this CatCo situation. So James is talking about live cameras and news people, but, like, they never talk about that in... So I'm really confused about CatCo as a news organization. I guess... I I still want to... Yeah. I still want to know, like, what... What are they like? What what do they cover? Like, what do they do? What kind I feel of like, organization are they? I feel like it's a media conglomerate, so they're probably like print and broadcast. And then they probably and then I mean, didn't at one point there's the episode where they used to be radio because Cat has yeah, the old radio wire. station, but they're not radio anymore. That's right. Yeah. So I I kind or of no. Or I guess they are. Well, yeah. I, that's true. Maybe they are because Livewire was. It wasn't she working for Cat, so for I guess Kat, they have yeah. radio too and print and radio print and uh, you know live news broadcast or whatever. 
I almost wish Kara worked in the TV news section. Like, why Why does she have to be a... I guess, I guess maybe she needs to be a blobber. Maybe that's her calling. A blobber. But I kind of, I kind the of blobs are calling. <laughs> the blobs are calling her. I just, I, I kind of <laughs> wish we knew more about the different sections of Catco. Of course, we don't spend as much time in Catco now as we did in season one. But it'd be nice to kind of get to know the people in the TV section and the radio section. Because I want to know more about Catco. Yeah, I miss, I miss all the time we spent. Yeah, I miss all the time we spent in Catco in season one. I thought that was like a good, because it, it feels like she doesn't have a, much of a life outside of the DEO now, outside of, you know, being Supergirl, because all of it is so tied up with like the DEO stuff now. Yeah. Snapper, Snapper only gets to show up like w- once every like 10 episodes. <laughs> and he shows up and doesn't snap. He never snaps. Well, there's a Metropolis mention. Damn it. Where, where's Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> She's she's waiting till the very last minute to to be in this episode. It's gonna yeah, Kelly's just gonna like streak by, like run past. Maybe that's how we missed her the first time. You look. Okay. I, I I've been watching these catco scenes like the background players, like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of wish we had seen like flashbacks of James and Lucy's relationship what life was like for them in Metropolis. But we just kind of have to hear about it. What are those articles in the back? I really want them to go to Metropolis for like one episode next season. That would be so great. I'd be into that. Whoop, smooching. Uh-oh. Ugh. He's like, wait, why did we break up? <laughs> I, I, I the love the question was James the look size. On his, the look <laughs> on his face, he was like, wait, why do we break up? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I love that she passed a building and like 52 was on the helicopter pad. Oh, yeah. 52 That's is cool. a very, very popular DC Comics number. Very significant. I feel like Wynn is also not a very good babysitter. They're all pretty terrible at it. <laughs> oh, he went down there to meet Supergirl. Oh, Wynn, you bust it. Oh, Wynn. How did he get down there, though? <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. He's, uh, he's very... He's very, He's very resourceful. Like, adventuresome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he, had, maybe he, he took a cab. I mean, I guess if you're cat grandson, you probably have an allowance of some kind. Or maybe he has his own credit probably. card. Probably. Oh, I, I see I a feel Kelly. Like if, if, I don't know. Oh, there she is. There she is. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Isn't that Kelly? I think so. I think so. And I th- I think it's interesting. She's yeah. ta- She's talking about... The, the news section. So she must have been, if she was an unnamed editor, she must yeah. have been involved with the TV side of things. That was some top-notch exposition from Kelly. <laughs> top-notch. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. James I like we're learning like so much about Kelly in this episode. James seemed like he, he knew who she was. So they must have worked together. Yeah. 
So it wouldn't make sense for her to be on the news side because he was a the photographer. So true. Okay, how did he get on the train? But then when like he just what let some and then a guy with a clear a clear bomb and an unzipped jacket. <laughs> yeah, he just like, really zipped it up. <laughs> Oh He's like, oh, no, no one can tell now. <laughs> what is this episode? It would have been funny if, like, we saw him, like, with the unzipped jacket and the bomb, just, like, strolling on past security. Just walking past Wynn. Wynn's like, I got to get on the, on, the, on the train. And then this guy's like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing suspicious off. here. <laughs> Nothing suspicious here. Was... <laughs> Cats. <laughs> I think this is pretty good writing-wise that they, they put a conflict with Supergirl that she has to decide which which thing to go after. I like that. That was actually kind of a touching moment with, with her and and Hank or Jean because, like, they didn't really get along that well at this point. And she was like, I trust my friend. Like, I trust you. And, you like, you can see him go, like, oh, she trusts me. <laughs> yeah, he would have been <laughs> So the space dad. (laughs) That was a cool little shot. Supergirl dropping through the roof. Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, she's touching me. (laughs) (laughs) All my dreams have come true. I do. He's like, I think I just hit puberty. I, I in do. this moment, I I have become a man. <laughs> I'm a man now. <laughs> His voice just dropped an octave. Yes. <laughs> I do wish we we could see more of that with Supergirl interacting with the regular folk. I like her with kids. It's cute. Yeah. When she's with like little girls and stuff, I'm always like, no, give me Supergirl with little girls more. I'll meet you at the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I like how confused like James looks right now. Oh, there's, Oh, I was, I was wondering, like I saw him looking at like a little old lady. I thought he was going to help her. And he just kind (laughs) of like runs faster to Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) He's got priorities, Morgan. (laughs) Just like knocks over the little lady. Lucy, you're alive. I will say that I like this episode in terms of like James, like he actually got to be a hero a little bit. I remember being pretty won over by that, that he would, he would go after Lucy. Oh, Sean Jones. He's, he's going to use his powers. <laughs> he's going to use his powers to disarm the bomb that we don't see. <laughs> That's a good Supergirl moment. Oh, too. that's cool. Her pushing the yeah, doors open. Oh, very cool. And I don't know if this is the first episode that this happens. She may have done it previously, uh, but this is one of those first examples of Supergirl really talking to the villain. Uh, 
to try to, you know, talk with him first before she acts and does something else. She does that pretty much for the rest of the show. He's just kind of feeling around in that bomb. <laughs> just feeling around <laughs> in, inside the bomb. He's like, yes, that feels like it's explosive. Well, whatever he did, it worked. Yay! I like that he he picks the bomb up over his head triumphantly. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I did. But he... But he lied. He was like, he said it was a dud. I don't think it was a dud, though. I think he just fixed it. Talk him down, Supergirl. Talk him down. I forgot this guy had a daughter. Ugh, so tragic. And I like that Supergirl knows him. Like she, she knows about him, knows his his bio, knows what his name is. I think that's important when he when she's trying to get through to him. Yeah, she's kind of like connecting with him because she knows his story. Yeah. Oh, this part. Oh. Oh. She looks so sad. It is sad. It's, it is sad. I don't know. I guess some people are beyond help. Womp womp. Well, she, I mean, that's a good strategy, at least. Get the car clear. It is, yeah. This is also an awesome Supergirl moment. It's one of, it's one of the best Supergirl moments, I think, on the show, is when she stops this train. Mm-hmm. Go, girl, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Supergirl, stop in the super train. Aw. Except Ethan doesn't make it. It kind of shows that superheroes, even if they want to save the day and, and make sure everybody's safe, sometimes, sometimes they can't. Because Ethan, Ethan made that choice. She couldn't stop him. <laughs> Supergirl just ribbing the top off. <laughs> it's like, he said this is a dud. But I think he, he it was real. It is fun to see Supergirl. And if it was real, it was like really that. inappropriate. He put that above his head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Poor Supergirl. Did she also forget about... (laughs) Oh, Kara! About him again? (laughs) Poor kid. Uh, this kid's gonna develop a complex. Kara's yeah. <laughs> dropping the ball. <laughs> She's so much prettier in person. <laughs> I 
<laughs> She's like momentarily horrified by her son. I know. Carter, you made a joke. <laughs> That's such a good line. It's nice to see Cap being a mom. Okay, does anybody know anything about Settlers of Catan? I don't know really anything about it. No. I have friends we, who who played in college. It's like it's a tabletop game. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Yeah, it seems like it's one of those games that goes on for hours and hours and hours and like sucks your life. <laughs> so, apparently <laughs> that, Kat, that seems to be my ex- experience of it. Well, apparently Cat Grant is very good at it. Sorry. I would imagine that like whatever whatever the goal is of Settlers of Catan, like she always like wins. <laughs> <laughs> Like ruthlessly, like ruthlessly <laughs> dominates the game. <laughs> destroys her enemies. Destroys all of the other competitors. She called herself a brilliant, brilliant mother. <laughs> I always found, I always like when I would watch these scenes with Kat and Kara and Kat would give out really wise advice. I always kind of felt like she was talking to me. I'll, I'll take that into consideration, <laughs> Kat. Uh, oh. uh, uh. I That's also like bumper. that. Oh, poor Cara. I also like that the the cat and Cara scenes, it's always like she gives her this like really great heartfelt advice and then she undercuts it with like (laughs) some jab (laughs) (laughs) telling her to use conditioner. I will say it is different now watching season one after watching season two because season two win is way more confident than season one win. So that is kind of interesting to see him again in season one. The scene between Supergirl and Maxwell Lord always felt Superman and Lex Luthor-ish to me. Yeah, it does. Especially like her coming in the window. Yeah, I like that. Like like, office. Yeah, the use of the shadow is really cool in the scene. And the show sort of seemed to go back and forth about whether or not Maxwell Lord was a good guy or a bad guy. But in this scene, I think we're we're clearly supposed to take away from he's he's kind of shady. I think in the beginning he's supposed to be kind of bad, and then by the end of the first season, he he tries to redeem himself a little bit. Well, he he helps save the day, so he does come a long way.
And it is nice in this episode that everything from the beginning of the episode sort of plays into this ending scene where she finally realizes that everything that's been happening in the episode is a test for her to see what she can do. Maxwell Lord is wanting to know about her secret identity. I'd forgotten about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's watching you, Maxwell Lord. I like that he conveniently left the window open. I know. He knew she would It would have been funny if, like, while they're having this, like, heated discussion and she doesn't notice, like, he closes the window. Then she just, like, kind of flies right into it like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that didn't happen. Although she'd still go through the window, just break into a million pieces. She would. You'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> Gotta stop doing that. All right. Well, that that episode is kind of over. I don't know. Did I miss Kelly's? Car- well, Carly, the actress's names in the credits. I'll have to go back and look at that. What well, yeah, so fast? Yeah, she comes up in the cool closing credits. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for our first audio commentary and uh, the the first of our installments of the Kelly Kelly rewatch. So it was it was fun to see Kelly there. A little bit un- unexpected, but she was a catco where she should have been. So it was good to see her. Uh, but that's going to do it for this audio commentary. If you would like to contact Super, Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We are also on Google Play and iHeartRadio, and we have a playlist on Spotify. And we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're a part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you also like Gotham, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, DC Films, and classic DC shows plus the upcoming Black Lightning and Krypton shows, our mega feed is fixed. Uh, So you can now subscribe to the DC TV podcast uh, on iTunes and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter and like DC TV podcast on Facebook. I'm so glad we cover most everything on DC TV podcast. Uh, I I think we've got everything. I I know uh, Legends of Gotham has kind of called it a a night, but uh, you can still go and and download their uh, their episodes. And you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm taking uh, a, um, a hiatus from Twitter. I'm really trying to. But if you want to contact me, ask me some questions, uh, you can definitely do that. I'm also on Instagram at the TheDerbyKid. That's T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can see videos that I've shot and edited over at my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash DuckMilkProd. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can follow me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I'm currently writing over at Nerdist and Sci-Fi Wire, so you can follow my writing there. Mostly I'm just on Twitter. When I'm not live tweeting, I'm trying to turn those live tweets into an article. 
<laughs> and get paid for it. S- save that for the article. Save it for the piece. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Uh, I'm writing right now for Buddy TV. I have a couple of Winona Earp article uh, interviews from last Comic-Con. So that show has been off for quite some time. Uh, and I'm covering the last season of Pretty Little Liars. Plus, I am the co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So you should definitely check that out. Watch Legends of Tomorrow. Don't watch it, but listen to our podcast because it's pretty great. <laughs> I mean, we are in the summer hiatus time of the year when the show is not airing, but you can watch I mean, it. It's on Netflix. It went on pretty much automatically, like immediately. So you don't have an excuse to not watch it. So it's right there. It's available to you. <laughs> I mean, it is optional. Literally right there. But you can't watch it. It's optional. I mean, you don't have to to enjoy the podcast. <laughs> the podcast is really its own experience. <laughs> but if you want to understand it better, watch the show. Well, until the next installment of our Kelly Rewatch, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Carly Lane. And I'm still Morgan Lennon. And we are excited to see what Kelly does next. <laughs> <laughs>